Welcome to the Not A Mommy Yet podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Fay. I started the Not A Mommy Yet blog and this podcast because I've always known I want to be a parent one day, and you might be listening because you feel the same. You may have also heard people with kids say things like, I wish I had known this before I had kids, or I wish I had done that. Hearing those comments made me think about the parts of my life I want to spend more time focusing on before I have kids in ways that will benefit me as a parent. So I started a list of people who can teach me about health, money, relationships, psychology, and more, and started interviewing them, and this podcast was born. Whether you plan to have kids or not, I think you'll find something interesting in this podcast for you. I hope you enjoy, subscribe, and maybe even share it with a friend. Thank you so much for listening. For this first episode of 2022, I'm really excited to share my conversation with Million Markers founder and CEO, Dr. Jenna Hua. Jenna, as she prefers to be called, is a registered dietitian and environmental health scientist by training. Jenna's extensive experience as an academic and health advocate led to her founding Million Marker in 2019, shortly after completing a postdoctoral fellowship with Stanford University's School of Medicine. Throughout her career in academia, Jenna has researched and published numerous studies that largely focused on citizens' science, general health, and the impact of food consumption on a person's well-being. So I definitely feel like we are in good hands when it comes to understanding how to minimize toxins in our homes and in our lives, which is exactly what Million Markers home tests help us do. In this episode, we discussed what the home tests cover, how to help eliminate toxins from our home by taking small steps that lead to big change, and why this is all so important when you're trying to conceive and while pregnant. I also encourage you to head over to the Million Markers website as it is full of incredible resources on their blog. In addition to all of this, Million Marker was generous enough to offer a discount code off of their home tests for $15 off, and the code is in the show notes. So with all that being said, I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Jenna. Thank you, Jenna, so much for being on the Not A Mommy Up podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today to discuss all things, eliminating toxins, fertility, conception, all this great stuff that so many people are curious about. Thank you so much for having me, Natalie. Yeah. Of course. So I would love for you to introduce a little bit about you and how you came about to start your company. Maybe, maybe I can tell you a little bit why we like named it Billion Marker. Yeah. Um, that kind of have to do with the vision. What we uh, want the company to be is uh, maybe one day we're able to discover over a million uh, biomarkers to help people improve their lives. Um, right now, the reason... Now we can backtrack, like, you know, my background is in environmental health and I was also trained as a dietitian. Um, I was very passionate. I'm just really passionate about environment, public health, and and then pretty much everything food. Um, and it was through my studies, I realized that we actually have like, an, first of all, is people are not really aware why they need to care about the environment. The second is like, we don't have any data on the environment. Um, and it, we don't have data to tell us, you know, what kind of impact environment could really have on us and how does our environment interact with our genetics, which then causes disease. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to like chronic illness, um, genetics only accounts for about 30% of your chronic disease risk. The rest of them are from your environment, about 70%. And then we simply don't really have a a lot of ideas, like, you know, a lot of data telling us, you know, how does our gene interact with our environment and then how does that cause disease? And we, 
I think the current, our medical system is set up in a way that we only treat disease. A lot of time, there's not enough prevention. But, you know, before you get sick, there's like a long way of getting sick that really impacts your quality of life. But if we can actually intervene, um, you know, way before people get sick by understanding these biomarkers and understanding, you know, if my biomarker, this marker is high and then people can do something about it, then we don't have to get to that stage that, you know, we're just treating people, not preventing illness. So that's sort of the vision. And then part of the reason why I started the, the, the company, because I ran into a wall in my research, like, okay, we have no data and we don't have enough impact when you when it comes to doing research. Um, the second reason I started the company was uh, I had a lot of fertility struggles myself mm-hmm. and the doctors couldn't figure out why. I had like four really late stage miscarriages and uh, I was just told good luck next time. Um, but it was like not very satisfying and you kind of like dig yourself into a rabbit hole trying to figure out like you know what's going on and because I studied environmental health and I understand that you know these chemicals could impact fertility and it could impact pregnancy um and I was searching for a test you know like I studied this I'm like okay I know the technology exists I know we do this in research studies but there isn't really a test available and, it, it, you know, this day and age, you know, we can test our genes left and right. And then we can test many, many things. But environmental exposure, especially these chemical exposures, like if you test yourself, you can do something about it and reduce your exposures. But there isn't really, really a test available. It was just like crazy. So that kind of made me uh, start the company. I'm like, OK, it's time to quit academia and do something different. So then we can empower women, empower families, and empower everybody to to understand the exposure and to make changes. Absolutely. That's amazing. Um, so I would love for you to kind of get into a little bit more about what Million Marker is, what you guys offer, and you know, what people will why someone would come to you. Yeah. So we right now we offer a direct to consumer um uh body burden test. Um, so it's like a pretty much like you get right now we test for 13, uh, chemical metabolites. Um, so those are common hormone disrupting chemicals, um, by hormone disrupting chemical, meaning these chemicals actually mess with your hormones. They have been associated with, uh, a list, a long list of health conditions that includes obesity, um, weight gain, um, infertility, um, child development issues, um, and as well as like breast cancer, um, you na- diabetes, you name it, pretty much anything have to do with your hormone, they could impact and your hormone pretty much work as, you know, a symphony in your body. You don't want it to be messed up, uh, because it's kind of like a lock and key. So any little bit of messing up could cause potential like damage to, to your metal, your, to your metabolism and to your health. Um, so we test for these 13 common, uh, chemicals and that includes uh, people might have heard about BPA. Uh, so we test for BPA. This is a, a family called bisphenol. Now that people can see that BPA is being banned, but that doesn't mean BPA free is other bisphenol free. So now manufacturers use like BPS and BPF to replace BPA, but they have the same kind of health impact. So BPA free doesn't really mean BPA free. Uh, we test for BPA, BPS, BPF, the common bisphenols. We test for phthalates. That's also another um, plasticizer. Uh, Phthalates is a chemical that makes plastic really flexible. People might have heard about phthalates uh, in the news recently because there have been 
um, a book and also like a lot of studies showing that phthalates have been linked to um, sperm count decrease and also um, sperm quality. Um, obviously, men is the other half of the equation for reproduction. Um, so that has been impacting not only that, um, phthalates, obviously, there are already decades of study showing that phthalates are are linked to all these other hormone disrupting um, conditions, um, the ones that I listed before. We also test for paraben. Paraben is another one that, you know, in a lot of cosmetic products, um, same impact. Um, and then we also test for oxybenzone. It's a, a chemical in sunblock. It kills coral reef, but obviously it's also a hormone disrupting chemical. So these are the our first panel that we offer. So people can purchase a test kit online, um, send us their urine sample. Uh, we ask people to complete an exposure journal before they send us their urine sample. That way we can tailor, you know, figure out where your exposures are coming from. And with the test results, then we let people know, you know, what, what's your exposure levels, how you compare with others, and exactly what you can do to reduce your exposures. And then so you can come back, either get it tested again or monitor. So you actually have them, in addition to the urine sample, maybe like list out the products they use or products they have in their home so you can get like a really exactly. good look. Okay. Um, and then when you get the test results, um, do you guys give like a step-by-step? Because -step? I can imagine this can be very overwhelming to find out like maybe for someone that every single product in their home they need to get rid of and do a complete overhaul that like can get pricey. It can also just be a, a big barrier to change. So I'm curious how you guys help people go through that process. Cause I've talked to, I'm the founder of just ingredients. Who's kind of doing this, um, trying to help people eliminate toxins and figure out those better options in the grocery store for their homes. Um, but you know, there is resistance sometimes, especially if you're yep. very comfortable to it, you trust it. Um, so how do you kind of help with that beyond just the test results? Yeah. We ask people to take simple steps, you know, um, so don't get overwhelmed because a lot of time when people get overwhelmed, they just stop changing. Um, they just don't do anything. And that's not what we want. Um, the reason we're providing the service is trying to empower people using your data, understanding your exposures, and then slowly one step at a time. Um, so you can, you know, with the test results, you can see which one is high, which one is low. Um, you know, if you're like the being exposed to something that at much higher level, then maybe that's like the first thing you should take 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 a look and uh, start changing that. Um, and then we also tell people, you know, because if you just get rid of all your product, then you're also generating a ton of like waste, right? So like a one step is, uh, okay, I'm pretty sure like, you know, say if you have a bottle of shampoo, that's not super good. Um, and don't just throw it away. You know, if that's the cause of you having like super high exposure, then definitely consider that. But if it's just like, you know, if your levels are not that high, then don't, you don't have to throw that away um, right now. Like throw it away. You, you have to replenish when you're finished using, right? When, once you're done using your shampoo, then next time right. you purchase, then be a more conscious consumer, buy a better product that's good for you and also the environment. Yes. So that's a step that we ask people to, to, to follow. Like, but first of all, is like, please don't get too stressed out um, because, yeah. because you can do it slowly. Right. Yeah. I think taking those steps where you're finishing the products, you know, it's like, you've already used it. 
just finish the products. And then when you replenish, I think that's such a great way of looking at it. And it's a great reminder for people too, because like, obviously they're going to replenish it. So, you know, yes, find something the, better. Yeah. The other thing is like a reducing toxin. These things have to be, you know, almost like a live course approach, right? You have to, you have to be aware of these things and then be conscious all the time because they're literally like everywhere. If you're not conscious about it, you just get exposed all the time. Um, and also these, um, at least uh, this list of chemicals that we're testing, uh, they're called transient, more they're, they're transient chemicals, meaning that, you know, if you get rid of them, um, your body will get rid of it within like 20, uh, 24 to 48 hours. So your body have the natural ability to get rid of them. You just don't want to keep putting them uh, into your body because then you don't know when your cup is going to fill up. So, um, so it's important that, you know, to, to be conscious and then not keeping putting in your body. So like, you know, if you, if you have this product, if you finish using it, say within a month, uh, sure, you have some exposure, but as long as you're conscious later on that don't keep putting it, you, you can get rid of it. Well, that's very, I guess that's great. That offers hope. I think it's not like one of those things where you have to do an extensive like metal detox or lymphatic massage, like anything, you know, where it's like requiring this extra intervention to detox. It's nice to know that, you know, if we eliminate it, then those things, those um, toxins will leave our system naturally. That's really great. Exactly. Um, so for someone who let's say knows they want to have kids one day, but they're not quite there yet. They're not testing their fertility. They're not trying to conceive. Um, what are something that you really want them to know or something that you think might just not be of interest to them yet, but is important? Uh, well, these chemicals, these hormone disrupting chemicals impact your fertility big time. So I think this is like perfect time if you're not considering to conceive. It's actually the perfect time for you to be aware of the potential impact of these chemicals and start doing something about it. Um, because it's it's not these chemicals are not only impacting fertility, right? It it's pretty much any time if you have any hormone shift and it impacts your whole like hormone system. And that's talking about, you know, your metabolism, your sleep, your mood, everything is linked to your, um, your hormone system. So I think it's actually the perfect time. If you're like, if you're trying to conceive, if you're trying, if you're already trying to conceive or if you're pregnant, um, it's still not too late to do it. But then obviously if you're already starting early, creating a really good environment for yourself and then for your unborn kid, then that's even better. And we also think like, you know, uh, intervening early before pregnancy it's actually really, really good time because this is a time that we think you get big bang for your bucks because you're already aware and you're already following this really good life, uh, lifestyle. And then when your kid is born, you can teach your kids. Like then your kid can also follow this uh, really healthy lifestyle versus like a lot later, you know, um, not saying it's like, it's never too late to do it, but actually before pregnancy, starting now, like, you know, before you even think about pregnancy, start taking care of yourself, getting rid of the toxins. I actually think this is like the perfect time ever. Totally. I completely agree. And that's, that's literally why I started this podcast was because I was thinking, you know, if we can make small changes in our lives now, before we have kids, by the time we have kids, you know, and we're overwhelmed by new routines, new schedules, yeah. like all of that, those things are ingrained in our, in our lifestyle. Like we're not going to 
immediately just revert back to using all these chemical filled products for no reason. Like we'll be very comfortable knowing which brands we like, which products we like that have less or hopefully no toxins in them. So yeah, I know. I always laugh when I like walk into an elevator and it's like so overwhelming the smell. I'm like, smell those hormone disruptors. I always say it. My husband always laughs, but like literally that's what I say. Um, so yeah, I think that's really great. And then once you, um, are starting to try to conceive, um, I'm curious to know, like, what are some of the products, I guess, or toxins that might be sneaky? I feel like you kind of already mentioned mm-hmm. it with the BPS, all the other BP forms of BP. Yeah. But what are some things that you don't think a lot of people know about that, you know, you want people to know more about? So the big three, we always say, so bisphenol is one. Yeah, you mentioned it. Thalates is another one. Paraben is another one. Uh, not a ton of people are aware of uh, um, oxybenzone or benzophenone. Those are in the sunblock. Uh, but since Hawaii has banned a lot of these chemicals, people become more aware, which is, which is really good. Um, the other thing is these chemicals, even though people are aware of the name, but pe- a lot of time also people don't really know uh, where these chemical would you would the sources of these chemicals you would find. So one uh, simple thing that a lot of people are not aware is the BPA is coded on um, receipts, receipt paper, thermal receipts. So people are just not aware. So um, don't touch receipts. We always tell people like, you know, get your receipt emailed to you. If you absolutely have to touch receipts, then make sure you wash your hands after. So that's pretty sneaky because who would think like, okay, uh, not keeping receipts. Um, so that's a, sneaky place um the other is uh, you know people are aware that B- sometimes B- bpa is used to code canned food or like a canned drinks um even when the can it says bpa free it doesn't mean it's completely like zero right um it, it means it, it's probably below a certain threshold but it still exists so say if you drink a canned soda like a canned like carbonated water day in and day out all day long without drinking regular water I'm pretty sure like we, we tested a bunch of people that their levels are higher because they just keep drinking thing that that's pretty sneaky because it's labeled BPA free, but you know, just be aware that's like BPA free is not completely free. And it's a similar, uh, an, a similar thing was, you know, when you see a label that says like trans fat free, but the regulation is like trans fat free means like it's below 0.5 milligram per kilogram so you know if you eat a lot of trans fat free food you will still get trans fat because it's the same thing with bpa um and other things is like phthalates they could also be um uh be used to make uh, vitamin capsules so that's also another like sneaky place that these things could show up so when you shop um especially shopping for a vitamin uh making sure looking at if it has a capsule make sure the capsule is made from vegetarian sources rather than other sources because other sources a lot of time could be these plasticizer or chemicals. Then you just expose yourself with a ton of it, uh, especially with the ingestion. So that's another pretty sneaky place. Um, and one other thing people also oftentimes don't pay attention and also many times we also don't have a choice is these over-the-counter ornament uh, or creams so many people use hydrocortisol cream, like 1% hydrocortisol cream for, you know, itch or allergy or other things. Across the board, we have not seen many hydrocortisol cream, like these over-the-counter creams and ornament without paraben. Um, so, you know, 
try not to use those excessively. Um, we think ultimately, you know, consumers shouldn't be bearing this burden. But unfortunately, right now we don't have the regulation and also manufacturing making really good products for cosmetics and personal care product. Yes, but for over the counter like ornament and cream, there has we have not seen um, good movement there. So uh, be careful with that. And besides these, you know, big three that, you know, people are aware and now like many clean manufacturer, you will see on the label that, you know, uh, BPA free, you will see like free of phthalates, free of parabens, you can see those already. But there are actually many other chemicals that could have potential contamination with with these harmful chemicals. Um, we, we actually put together like a chemical glossary on our website. If people are interested, you can check it out. Those are problematic ingredient, potential problematic ingredients um, in your product. Uh, we list out the health impact and then the, the sources. A few things that people should also pay attention is the petroleum-based uh, ingredients. So those you can always see like a PEG, uh, all cap, a PPG, you can see those or like, you know, EDTA. Um, these chemicals. So if you see those, ditch that product too, uh, because petroleum-based product could have like pretty strong uh, contamination. So these contaminated chemicals then could have like could be cancer or cancer causing, uh, or like you know chemicals like say like EDTA. Uh, this is a chemical when it's by itself, it's pretty benign. Um, but when it's used with other chemicals, it could help, you know, enhance the penetration of other chemicals. Say if you have like fragrance on your, uh, on your, you know, in your ingredient list and fragrance, a lot of time is made of like phthalates because phthalates is making fragrance kind of stick onto your body for much longer. Um, so anytime you see fragrance, perfume, or even aroma, ditch that product. And if those like uh, ingredients are, you say, used with EDTA, EDTA will actually increase the penetration of these chemicals, which then much worse. Um, and then the last one is um, people should also pay attention. Now you can see many clean products say um, SLS free. So it's a sodium lauryl sulfate. That's a, um, that's a foaming agent. And a lot of time that foaming agent also have a ton of contamination. Um, so when you shop, also, you know, look for these ingredients because besides the big three, uh, these are also like sneaky ingredients, you know, that, that, that manufacturers use. And that's also not good. So I'm just always so curious, like why manufacturers use all these bad things. Is it just fillers? Are they just trying to like fill the bottle with like as much cheap ingredients as possible? Like I understand it's a foaming agent. Like I get it's like you know, and now we've been conditioned to think if it doesn't foam, it's not really cleaning my hair, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So I'm just, I just don't understand why these things are being used if they're so bad for us. But it is, it also reminds me of that same podcast episode with the Just Ingredients founder, where we talked all about the non-GMO organic, um, all natural, the labels that you see on food oh, yeah. that can be so confusing to know yep. like, wait, what does all this mean? Is this fake? Is this greenwashing? Again, are they just hitting a certain threshold to be allowed to put this sticker on, but then they're falling just below the threshold with the chemicals. So it's like, it's so much to navigate. So it does sound like your product helps eliminate a lot of that time that we would normally have to take to do this on our own. Exactly. Exactly. And also not everyone is trained um, to understand the science and also to train as a chemist to read yeah. these, these things. It's like, it gets really confusing. 
I think the problem, as I mentioned before, I don't think I'm with you. Like it shouldn't be, the burden shouldn't be on the consumer. Um, But we face like a multiple level of issues. Uh, One is obviously manufacturers use these things. And so one is to foaming is kind of like greenwash, part of greenwashing, right? Meet the expectations. And then the second is a lot of these ingredients are cheap. Um, So for any plasticizer ingredients and then these things, petroleum-based ingredients, these are a lot of time are byproduct from petroleum uh, making. So then they're really cheap to use. So it's a way of using uh, how to reuse these things. Um, And then the second is that in terms of like government policies, say like EPA, uh, FDA, USDA, these policy uh, policymakers, we actually don't have a really strict way of testing chemicals. So today we actually have like over 80,000 chemical, industrial chemical in use. We actually only have sufficient data, safety data on about 1%. The rest of them, we don't even know. We literally don't even know like what kind of impact they could have on us. And I'm sure it hasn't even been, they haven't even been around long enough to have a lot of long-term data if they were even being studied in the first place. Exactly, exactly. So, and then there's also issues with how we actually test for chemical safety. Right. Um, so the current standard, like how, say, before uh, a manufacturer is asked test for like, in the, you know, they want to release a new chemical, they made a new chemical. The kind of like safety testing we do is uh, the health outcome, the health impact outcome that we look at is uh, death or cancer. So, but, you know, like your whole life, you know. Right, like inflammation, like, uh, you know, there's exactly, so many other there's, things. There's like a long way for you to get to like a death or or, or cancer. I mean, it's yeah. like uh, that's what about your quality of life? What about right. other chronic illness? We're not so looking like, at any. We're not looking at any of those. Yeah, and not only that. Have like hindsight, it's twenty twenty. Exactly. So not <laughs> not only death. not only that. Uh, when we test these things, uh, we you know we use animal models. We you know say we exposed to um, rat like. Zero gram, fifty mill, uh, zero milligram, fifty milligrams, a hundred or two hundred. Like these are like a big increment. That's how we test. The problem that is these hormone disrupting chemicals, they they don't work as a straight line. Like you know, their impact is actually a, a, like a curve. So the most impact actually happens between zero to one milligram. Wow. So after one, it has completely different like uh, impact. It may not actually be impact like that much or it, it could be different, but the most like impact actually happened between zero to one, but we don't even test that. So like, you know, if you just test zero to 500, uh, uh, 50 or something, you don't see anything. And then you're, you just think, oh, okay, it's, it's pretty safe, but you completely missed the point. Um, and then, so, you know, how we test for chemical, this also need to change. So we're, we're actually like facing multiple level of problems. Wow. Yeah, it definitely, I can see why it could become overwhelming to the point of just like, I'd rather live in denial, (laughs) but I feel like your test definitely helps. What do you say to people who are just like, ignorance is bliss. Like, I just want to live my life. You know, you're obviously very passionate about this. And I'm one of those people too, where once I learn something, it's hard for me to pretend that it's not the case, you know, like I've been exposed to the information. I might not be doing the best I could do, but I'm doing as best as I can right now. Like that's kind of how I approach it. But I'm curious how you talk to people who are 
uh, still unsure on the fence or just trying to avoid it. <laughs> it. It's really hard. Like changing behavior is like really, really hard. And then also shifting people's mindset. Um, we're trying our best to be transparent and offer people the information so then they can actually make a decision. And I think just for us, like just for us, it's very hard to, to convince. And we obviously have many customers saying that, oh, we're just like fear mongering. But I'm like, uh, no, we don't want to fear monger you. We want you to take small steps and making right. changes. But in my opinion, like people should be scared because, because you just, these chemicals are not going to kill you tomorrow, but you just don't know like 20 years down the road, what kind of impact could have. And then why not take a more of precautionary approach um, and then, you know, take prevention into your own hand. And then this is a message that we trying to get across. And then the second is, you know, if you don't want to do it for yourself and do it for the environment, do it for the next generation, right? Um, A lot of these chemicals are, you know, are bad for our environment. So then by voting with your dollars and using better products, you're also saving the environment. So exactly. some people, you know, don't care about, you know, maybe they just want to seize the day. They don't care, but some people care, do care about the, the, the environment. So maybe it's a, like a mindset shift. And then the last thing is the way also trying to, you know, mobilize other um, healthcare practitioners, you know, making doctor more aware of these chemicals. You know, it could be a different kind of like intervention point, touch point with, you know, everybody else. You know, if you go to a, if a doctor is, every doctor is aware of these things, when you go to your general practitioner for your annual checkup, they might do a survey and ask you, what's your, your body load? What's your, you know, body burden, chemical exposure look like? They could do the education there. And then also like, you know, more, we're just trying to get more people educated than collectively, then we can become more aware and also actually push for safer chemical policies that, you know, right. eventually we don't have to worry about it. Right. These two things kind of have to run parallel where you're pushing exactly. your policies, but then, yeah, people don't understand, you know, you're every single time you walk into a CVS, if you're buying the organic tampons and the organic shampoo, CVS is taking note of that and they want to give shelf space exactly. to the products that these, that, that their customers want to buy. And so, of course, not every CVS Rite Aid grocery store ha- offers those options in the first place, but you can always say to like a manager, hey, I wish you had more organic health or like toiletries or whatever this might be. Um, and and they'll start to change. Like, trust me, they only care about making money. So they want to give you the product that you want. Like they don't, you know, they're not like attached or maybe they are. I mean, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but, you know, to any one product or brand, they really do want to make sure that they're providing what their customers want and need. So their customers keep coming back. Um, so, exactly. So we actually want to create the consumer demand, right? Like when consumer right. really demand, then manufacturers start changing. But in order for consumer to create the demand, we really need to educate all the consumers and then equip them with their data so then they can actually like demand this this change. Exactly. So um, I would love to talk more about, I don't talk a lot about male partners and male fertility on this podcast. So um, remind me, do you have a, do you just have one test kit for all genders? Yeah, one okay. test kit for all genders. Okay, great. So um, what have you found for men? Is there one that's like, are there toxins that you, like, have you seen a difference in men versus or in male versus female test results? Like, cause I know we women use so many products um, compared to men. Um, 
like my husband doesn't use literally anything except for the stuff in the shower. So (laughs) I'm just curious, you know, have you seen a difference? Have you seen major changes? Have people come to you who are trying to conceive and then you figure out with them that it's the male partner who's, who's causing the fertility issues? You know, I'm just curious to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. So Men obviously don't care as much as women. We have a lot of uh, men coming and got the test because their wife pushed them. Um, women are always more aware. Um, yeah, we're and, more preventative. The oh, definitely. Guys like to go to the doctor once they're sick. We like to never go to the doctor. <laughs> exactly. Um, but we do see women definitely have higher exposures than men in general because exactly as you said, women use a lot more products. Um, in terms of like the chemical we're testing, so for phthalates, there are two different kinds of phthalates. Um, one is called low molecular weight phthalates. One is called high molecular weight phthalates. Like low molecular weight phthalates are usually in personal care product, vitamins. High molecular weight are usually in plastic, uh, plastics, um, hard plastics, and then also um, dust and then other things. Uh, uh, ele- electronics, it's also a, a big one. So in women, we can... In terms of just phthalates, we see women have higher exposure to low molecular phthalates and men almost across the board always have higher exposure to high molecular weight phthalates. Uh, when we first started uh, doing pilot studies and testing, we, we tested a lot of uh, Silicon Valley tech bros. Um, and, and they have a lot of toys and computers and across the board, um, everybody's tested a higher um, in like high molecular weight phthalates rather than low. However, if a man use, you know, hair gel, that's like a, a big one. Hair gel, like hair products is hard to find good products. Hair products is a big one. If they use a lot of those, if you use a lot of clone, they could also have a lot of higher, higher exposure to low molecular weight phthalates. Um, but hair gel is a, is a, is a big one. And, and deodorant is also another big one that we see giving men um, higher exposures. Uh, we cannot pinpoint whether we, Reducing the, the exposure could help help men conceive uh, faster. Um, that's something that we're trying to do studies to prove. But there are already decades of uh, association studies showing if a man have higher exposure in these chemicals, um, their sperm quality is lower, their sperm count is lower, and it, it could take longer to conceive. But those are limited to association studies. There has not been any causal or intervention studies, you know, showing if I, if this, this is their baseline level, if I reduce this level, they can actually decrease um, the time to conceive their, um, their, their, their sperm quality is way, way better within a certain amount of time. Uh, That's, that's something that we're working on right now to, to demonstrate then, then with this kind of study, then people can even become more aware and then also use this as a driver for behavior change. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So I'm assuming that this product and the more people that use it will help you guys study all these things and collect additional data, like beyond just research that you're you're conducting separately. Um, So that's really great too. That's kind of like how I guess 23andMe, you know, they're collecting tons of information about the human race (laughs) overall. And I think this makes a lot of sense, you know, it just, it helps research. Yeah, we also want to make sure we're completely transparent with how we use people's data. Right. Um, so we make sure that people allowing us, you know, if they consent, letting us use it, we'll use it, we'll, we'll give them the, the feedback. But so far, like almost like 98% of people, our customers um, have letting 
allowing us to use their leftover urine sample or their data for future research or product development. Um, the other thing, like since we're on the research topic, um, is that's also one thing that we're trying to do is uh, to build this comprehensive environmental exposure database. So then we can not only like discover newer biomarkers to help improve health, but also help with the government policymaking. Uh, right now in the U.S., we're actually one of the few countries with um, these biomonitoring program. Biomonitoring just means that we monitor people's like chemical exposures. Um, so we have a biomonitoring program and that's established by the CDC through the National Health Nutrition Examination Survey. It's a national cohort. The issue though, with uh, CDC is doing a great job. Um, but the problem is that with NHANES, this, this big study for biomonitoring program, we're only screening about 3,000 people in the entire U.S. and not even the same people only every other year. So if you think about like, if you want to see like, you know, population trend and right. how does that impact overall health, if you narrow down to your gender, your age, your ethnicity, you have like what five people that that that's like you right. in that cohort. So you know it's not it's not super representative, and then the data is just not enough. Um, right, it'll take so, some time. Exactly. So so we're trying to also expand this effort so then we can inform we can better inform policymakers. Hey, this is the level that we're seeing. And these are, you know, when we get to start screening for new chemicals, these are the levels that we've seen. We better pay attention on this. So then, you know, this generation, okay, maybe too late, but at least we're monitoring, but let's not expose the next generation for more. Right. No, yeah, definitely. And um, I think over time, it'll be great. I just interviewed this doctor, the episode just came out. He's um, helps with children's allergies mm -hmm. and he, the same way you're testing the exact same markers with every single person, which really helps to compile this big data. He does the same. And he now he's been around, I think for like over 10 years, his, his organization, and they now run 300 million rows of data every second. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So he's really getting it down to a science to like, I, I use the word cure. He says remission people from allergies, which is amazing. It's such an incredible, incredible program. And I feel like if you guys can get, or hopefully like if insurance can help cover the cost of this test, like, I feel like there's a lot of health benefit to this, um, with prevention. I mean, which saves everyone money in the long run, or at least the patients, it saves us money. Um, so it's, it's, it is an investment in your health. Like I also just interviewed this um, woman who is partner in partnership with this great water filtration company mm -hmm. um, because there's so many toxins in our water. Yep. And um, I'm sure a lot of these toxins that you guys test for are in the water that we drink too. Um, but it is an investment. It costs money. And, you know, we're used to like buying a pair of shoes and then having the shoes. This is like different. This is spending money for a long-term benefit that you'll see and feel over time. It's not instant gratification. So it's harder for people to spend larger amounts of money when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, but it's obviously worth it. <laughs> um, I completely agree. You're yeah. preaching to the choir. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. 
Um, so once someone is pregnant, um, what do you hope that they know or understand? Because I've definitely seen and read about how many toxins are already in a baby at birth and the placenta. Like, you know, it's just stuff that's, and even if someone does their absolute best and goes out of their way to try and eliminate everything, it's still hard to really eliminate it all. And so I'm curious, you know, once someone is pregnant, how do you work with them on that or, or, try, or make sure that they know, you know, certain information? It's the same practice pretty much yeah. um, because these toxins impact all through your life course. And then obviously developmental timing really matters. So meaning the younger you get exposed to the potential detrimental impact it could have. So, you know, that's why we really wanted to start before people get pregnant. Um, if they're already pregnant, that's fine, but also pay attention. Um, the other feedback we kind of, we have gone from OBGYN is that they, they also don't want to overwhelm pregnant women because there's like so many things, potential things can go wrong. And there are so many things they're already worried about. So we really want to make sure one, they're not stressed out. And then second is like, you know, one step at a time, um, starting from say the most toxic things, um, the, the most easy things that they could swap. So for example, like don't drink from a plastic bottle, you know, change to like a, you know, a, a glass or stainless steel bottle. That's an easy change. You could you could do that, you know. And also, you don't really buy your shampoos like every other day, right? You buy a bottle of shampoo, you can use it for three months or a few months. Um, so then do that, just like easy things. Um, so not getting overwhelmed. But this is a life, again, it's like a life course approach that you pregnant women should be thinking about it and you know, um getting rid of these, getting rid of these toxins. Yeah. I have a part, I'm a birth doula and part of working with the clients, they talk about like alignment during pregnancy to help mm -hmm. ease tension in the body and hopefully not relieve some discomfort. And, and I tell them, I'm like, this is a lifestyle change. Literally every person walking the planet should be thinking about this. So it's not another to do, you know, I'm sure pregnant women are just thrown out with so much information, so many to do, so many changes they should make, need to make, want to make. And, um, it really is just like a lifestyle change. You just take it day by day and incorporate it into your life forever, not just while you're pregnant. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but we need more like birth doula like you, right? Like you're like totally aware. And then when you work with your clients and then you can tell them. And I also think people need a lot of reinforcement mm -hmm. um, for them to actually make a change. So then, you know, we're doing the reinforcement. You're doing the reinforcement. If the OBGYN is also doing the reinforcement, then the yeah. family work together, then you know, the change will be actually a lot easier because right. one thing with change is we also ask people like, uh, at least when we're doing studies, we ask people, do they have enough support to, to, to make these changes? You know, if they're like husband is supportive, they have a sister that's like aware of this, then, you know, the, the positive reinforcement could really, really help with the change and also ease up the stress. Yeah, totally. I love that. It's so true. It really is hard to eat healthy or change what you're doing if the person you're living with could care less. Like that's really, really hard to stay motivated and to advocate for yourself day in, day out with someone who's just like, whatever. So <laughs> I totally get it. Um, 
you know, I, I deal with that with my husband. He comes from a family where they just are very used to eating a lot of meat regularly. And I eat meat, but I don't like to eat a lot of it. I don't yes. like to eat it every day. And he's like, I don't understand a meal without meat. Like <laughs> it's really, you know, so he's got, he's getting better. Um, he's gotten a lot better. I should give him credit, but um, definitely it's hard to, you know, to work together on that. Um, but Thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. I loved it. Is there anything else you want people to know? There's a couple of questions I like to ask everyone. We'll wrap it up. But before we do that, is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, the other simple tip I would like to add uh, to let people know is uh, understand your um, the plastics that you're using because that's also a really, really simple tip that people should be aware. So you can see the recycling triangle symbol on the back of your plastic bottle or anything that any plastic that you're using. So understanding the symbol is also pretty useful. So usually if the plastic is labeled one, two, five, those are the better plastic. Those are also recyclable plastic. Those plastic have less leaching, less harmful chemicals. However, plastic that's labeled three, four, six, seven, definitely avoid those. Okay, uh, particularly no hot food in uh, three, four, six, seven um, that's labeled. Uh, one, two, five are generally okay. And that's like another really simple one for people to follow. And then one last like tip for people to, to follow is, uh, you know, when you shop for personal care product, like say deodorant, um, deodorant many times will say unscented, uh, but unscented is actually a scent that could actually have phthalates. So opting Whoa. for fragrance, opting for fragrance free. Fragrance um, free versus Yeah, unscented. don't go. That's a yeah, great example. Unscented. That's a great, great tip because that makes a lot of sense. Unscented is a scent. <laughs> yeah, unscented is actually a scent. It's, it's kind of intuitive. It's like, um... <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, That's so crazy. I know I, there's this one, the only one that I really know when I'm walking around the grocery store is the fruit, the produce stickers. So three is free, four no more, nine is fine. Like for the first number on the sticker, like that's the little rhyme that I know in my head. <laughs> so three and nine is okay. But if there's a four, that's a no. Um, well, anyway, thank you so much. Um, so the first question I ask every person is what is a daily mantra or quote that inspires you? Uh, for me, it's this quote, I guess it was, uh, the first time I heard about it, uh, is, uh, um, it's by Steve Jobs and he says, stay hungry and stay foolish at one of the commencement, um, speech he gave. And I, I always liked that because, yeah. um, yeah, you kind of got to stay hungry and stay foolish to to move on and learn new things. Um, so that's, I, I would say that's a mantra that always uh, inspired me. I love that. Yeah, it reminds you that you're like always learning, but you can still like be motivated and keep moving forward. Exactly. Uh, whatever you're trying to pursue. That's awesome. That's a good one. Um, what do you value most in your community? Um, at this stage in my community, I think I value the most is the uh, support because uh, uh, doing a startup is really, really hard. Yeah. Customer service is really, really hard. Um, um, so I have a really great team and their support is uh, support encouragement is amazing. Um, humility is also something that I really appreciate. Um, our entire team is like that. So we keep learning from each other, from our customers and then from everybody else. And I think also think transparency is really important and it's extremely important for what we do, mm. that we want to be transparent in terms of what we do, how we audit products. And we actually want 
manufacturers and want the rest of the world to be more transparent so then you know everybody is is aware and mm-hmm. then can make changes Yes, absolutely. I know that startup life. I've worked for startups. I have a startup. Like I totally get it. It's <laughs> it's rough, <laughs> um, but it's so it's it can be really fun and really worth it. Um, lastly, what qualities do you admire most that you hope to instill in the next generation? And this could be children that are in your life, like nieces, nephews, godchildren, or just you know the next generation with your company. You know the education that you're sharing with the world. I think the two things I always tell, I guess, my niece, um, um, humility and integrity are really, really important, in my opinion. Humility kind of help you, you know, know what you don't know, so then you can learn more. Yeah. And then integrity, obviously, for everything we do, that's really, really important. I love that. That's a good one. It's a very good lesson for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much. Please let everyone know. I'll include the links, of course, of Million Marker and your bio. But if there's any other links for ways for people to connect with you that you love, um, please share those. Yeah, people can also follow us on, on Instagram and Twitter, uh, just at million uh, underscore marker. Um, okay. we, we post quite a bit of education materials. And, uh, you know, when it comes to changes, uh, a lot of time we compare products. And those, are, those posts have been pretty popular so we have like a, a three different category um, is a stop, slow and go. Um, okay. So stop is, you know, like the, the products just have many harmful ingredients. You should definitely stop using it. Slow is, you know, if that's like your favorite product, um, it's not that bad. Then, you know, go slow with it. Um, and the go category is obviously the, the best category. But many times that, you know, it might not fit your skin type. It not, might not fit your your, your hairstyle, your hair type, right. then, you know, you can, you can go back to the slow category because, uh, working, uh, using the slow is definitely better than using the stop category. So check it out. We also, if people are thinking about, you know, pregnancy, fertility, we have published a whole fertility, um, pregnancy hub of content. That's over like 80 articles. Uh, we trying to make it very, make the science very easily digestible. So people can check us out on, on our website and then get educated. Um, yeah, I clicked through it. There's some great articles on there and they're like, they're not long. They're like perfect yeah. length where it's just like easy. You even share products, like you make it super digestible, which is nice. Yeah. And then two other sources, uh, I mentioned the chemical glossary. If people are interested yeah. in learning different ingredients. So that's also another popular place that a lot of people come to. Um, and then the lastly is we uh, took our time to we actually curated the list of approved products. So those approved products are um, uh, minimized, um, tox- toxic free. Um, mm-hmm. So people can also check those out. Great. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Jenna, for your time. This was an absolute pleasure. I think a lot of people will learn so much from this episode and then learn even more when they head over to your website. So thank you. I'm excited to see where Million Marker goes and how many people it hopefully helps in the long run. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Not A Mama Yet. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review an Apple Podcasts and maybe even share it with a friend. Check out the podcast notes for any links we may have mentioned during our conversation and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening.